The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so uh, Mafia, just so you know, the audience, uh, he's coming up to talk UFC, but here's the deal. Um, He actually has a heavy bag where he punches uh, the heavy bag and kicks the heavy bag uh, for like an hour to get his workout in, and it's got a giant picture of my face on it that he punches, and he also goes to an axe-throwing bar uh, with his uh, lady, and they drink beer and throw axes across the room. Instead of darts, they throw axes now. And Mafia was spotted by my buddy. My buddy was actually in the bar drinking. And he's like, dude, I saw that dude, Mafia, and he put a picture of you up on the mark where they throw the axe. And there's a giant picture of Pharrell's face. And there's all these axes being thrown at my face. Glad to see we have a great relationship going here between Mafia and myself that he wants to have me dead with an axe through my skull. Didn't Jason in those uh, Halloween movies do that, like cut people's faces off and stuff? Uh, I think it was with a machete. And you know, the funny thing is, Scott, I had the picture of your face on the heavy bag, but for some reason, the, the shots don't go to the face. For some reason, all my punches and kicks seem to go low. All right, listen, uh, I'm going to come back to you in a minute and we'll talk uh, UFC. Go grab your uh, weapons and, and put them in the trunk of your car so you don't kill me on the show. I got another hour to do. And I got to do a show tonight with you, too. Don't forget. So don't kill me before that starts either on uh, Sports Grid Radio overnight. All right, Carver, hi. Uh, we got a little uh, college football talk here. Yeah, let's start with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. It was a busy day for him yesterday as the Big Ten Conference is saying that they're not going to play anything besides conference games this coming football season. But here's the reality of it, and Kevin's going to tell you right now, he's not sure if they're going to play any games at all. Here's the Big Ten Commissioner. Because they aren't. <laughs> we felt that at the, at, at the end of the day, uh, this decision would allow us to, one, do the right thing by our student-athletes, keep them at the forefront of all of our decisions, and make sure we create an environment to give us the best chance to play. I mean, one thing we have to, to realize that this is not a fade-out complete, that we're going to have sports in the fall. Uh, we may not have sports in the fall. We may not have a college uh, football season in the Big Ten. And so we just wanted to make sure that this was a next logical step Uh, to always to rely on our medical experts to keep our student-athletes at the center of all of our decisions and make sure that they are as healthy as they possibly can be uh, from a uh, mental, a physical, and emotional health and wellness standpoint. I mean, those games right there are uh, really dramatic, some of the games that we're going to miss out on. And I just wanted to say that uh, when I was in uh, college at Indiana University in the Big Ten, I went to a uh, game against Ohio State in Columbus uh, one weekend, and on uh, the day before the game it was a Friday night. I went to the towers. They have these two towers that all the, I think it's their like where all the college kids live. And uh, I drank 150 beers there and hurled. <laughs> strong, very strong effort on your part. That is the type Thank of you. stuff that I like to hear about right Thank there. You. We'll stay in Columbus since it's such a great area. Can we go back to Columbus? Because 
Uh, athletic director Gene Smith has been very outspoken, Scotty. We have done a lot of Gene Smith saying, I'm going to have 40,000 people in the horseshoe. I think that we're going to play football. Gene also has changed his tune. Here's Gene Smith saying he's really concerned now. I am, I am concerned um, that we may not be able to play, uh, which is why we took the measure that we took in order to try and and have September available to us for conference games and, and give us the flexibility and control uh, to handle disruptions uh, if we're able to start a season. You know, I, I think at some point someone needs to, like, Stop interviewing Gene. Like, you know, Gene flips like a pancake. I mean, from week to week, Gene, you know, talks too much. Like, he's already said they're going to fill the stadium. And then now he's like, we're not going to play football at all. Like, here's an idea for the local TV and radio and newspapers in Columbus. Stop doing interviews with the guy that doesn't know whether he's coming or going about the COVID. I mean, he has changed his mind so many times. Do we really have to listen to him anymore? Uh, we won't. Welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Don't forget Sports Grid Radio Overnights for all on the bench, 1 a.m. Sports Rage, 3 a.m. Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. I'll see you tonight on the bench. Uh, seriously, Gene Smith's a great AD, but he needs to stop talking. Like, his opinions change by uh, literally, he's like a politician. He flips, honestly, more than a prostitute. Can you say that on the radio or TV? <laughs> And you hear how somber his voice is in that clip. And it's just like, it's basically him acknowledging, I oh, man, I've been doing a lot of talking for the last six weeks. And all of that is going out the window right now. One more from the Big Ten. Here's Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald. He thinks that the conference made the right call. Here's the coach of the Wildcats. I applaud the Big Ten Conference, uh, Commissioner Warren and the administrators and, uh, and our president's chancellors and ADs for, you know, really being thoughtful and working with, uh, you know, our doctors throughout the Big Ten Conference and trying to find a way, uh, if, if it's healthy and safe, to have all of our athletes have the opportunity to compete this year. And, uh, you know, that's been the driving force behind all the discussions. And, and uh, you know, obviously we as coaches have been asked to engage our student athletes and, and really share their voices, uh, which I'm very thankful to be able to do that to the conference and just uh, work to find a way that if we can play uh, the, the, the most safe way possible. And, and this was a, a step in that direction today. I think that Wisconsin-Notre Dame game, Michigan-Washington game are, are horrible. And at least I don't have to watch Miami, my Canes, my beloved Canes, all about you, uh, to go on the road to Michigan State and lose. That would have sucked. So I don't have to watch. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down, and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's bring uh, Mafia in here. It's time to get down on the UFC 251 Fight Island Abu Dhabi bash tomorrow night. Uh, this is a very stacked card. I mean, I don't know any card that I can remember, Mafia, that's this loaded. Even, like, the chick fights are really good, too, with Thug Rose and 
Andrade, uh, these are just fantastic fights. The three title fights. Are you kidding me? This is delicious. Well, this is what they try to do with this July 4th-ish card. You know, they usually have the International Fight Week and the Hall of Fame inductions where everyone's out in Vegas partying, doing all this UFC Expo stuff. And then, you know, they culminated again, like I said, the Hall of Fame inductions on usually Friday. And then Saturday, you have the huge fight card. You know, we've had ones where it's headlined by like Jones Cormier, or those are some of the ones that they bring in Brock Lesnar for, things like that. So this has always been a big week for them. Obviously, we didn't have everything involved that we usually have because of the coronavirus and everything, and then everything shifting to Abu Dhabi. But they've always tried to load this card. They did it once again. This is probably one of the best cards we've seen in maybe a year since last year's July card. All right, so they, uh, you know, Masvidal and Usman made weight. I don't know about everybody else, but uh, explain to me. I know that most, you know, fight insiders will say it's not that big of a deal. They're used to doing it. He had to cut 25 pounds, whatever it was, and he was in quarantine. How did Masvidal, do you think, do it? He's stuck in his room for whatever it was, six days, whatever, uh, before he, he got there. And then when he got there, he was stuck in his room for a couple of days. They finally cleared him, and then he had to lose 20 pounds on top of that. How did he do it? You know, I don't know. That's, that's one thing. I wish I knew how to do that because I can lose 20 pounds in a week. That would be great for me right now. I got a wedding in November. So please give me your secrets, you know, Jorge, because uh, – I wish I could use them, but right now, uh, you know, these guys just do a lot of sweating. They do a lot of the, you know, the work, the shadow boxing, jump roping, you know, just running around your room in, in the garbage bags and the sweatsuits. And they usually do a lot of sauna, but obviously you couldn't do that in his room. So they take like the Epsom bath salts. They have a lot of different tricks that they use. Usually you're doing it with a coach. So I'm a little worried about him doing it by himself. He got it done. But what kind of shape is that going to leave him in for tomorrow now, not having Mike Brown or his other guys around him to do this? All right, so uh, we have a couple of clips. Uh, the first one, I think, is Masvidal talking about uh, the fight, and he thinks that uh, Usman is a whack job. Do we have that? Here we go. My opponent, I don't got faith in him. I don't, I don't you know, there's other guys that I would have said, ah, maybe I need more than six days, you know. A lot of guys that have fought in the past that I wouldn't have took it on six days. Usman's like the perfect guy to take it on six days. What makes him the perfect guy to take it on six days? Well, besides him having 17 different personalities and me not knowing which was going to show up the fight, um, I think he's weak-minded. <laughs> that is awesome, Mafia. He has 17 personalities. That sounds like your boy Split, the movie Split, another Carver High top 500. Great James McAvoy flick. I mean, uh, for me, if a guy has 17 different personalities, that makes me worry more. I got to train for all of them, don't I? Uh, I mean, none of these guys really respect each other. They both say the other guy's crazy, so it's not surprising that he has that impression of Usman. And all these guys are going to come in saying, yeah, I can take this guy in six days. It doesn't matter if it's Anderson Silva, Fedor Emelianenko, like any of the greatest of all time. One of these guys will step in and say, yeah, I'll take it on six days because they want the money. They want the title. All right, now we have Usman uh, talking uh, about being ready uh, to fight uh, Masvidal. Uh, and he said he would have fought him uh, a long time ago. He says, whatever, I'm not afraid of this guy. Here we go. My opponent, I don't got faith in him. I don't, I don't, you know, uh, there's other the guys that I would have said, ah, that's maybe the same more guy. Than six days, you know, a lot of guys that have fought that, in the past that I want to. Yeah, there you go. That's the same guy. That That's Masvidal talking. So uh, what do you think, uh, Mafia? Usman's not afraid of Masvidal, but maybe he should be. I mean, I'm sure he respects his power, respects, you know, the way the guy fights, but I'm sure he's not scared of him because this is the guy who's undefeated in the UFC. He hasn't lost in like nine years in his career. So this guy's come in and done the job every time he stepped into the cage in the UFC, faced tough guys, guys like Tyron Woodley that people thought were badasses, guys like Colby Covington that people said were too tough for him. He's come in and he's beat them, and he's beat them pretty good. So a guy like Masvidal comes in who's a brawler, he's not going to be afraid of him. And unlike Masvidal, who kind of had some issues with camp, obviously, like all these guys have had, with who you can train with, who you can't, things like that. I mean, he's been training with guys, and he's been training with guys like Justin Gatchy. So he's been you know, fighting with a brawler that's going to come in there and just try to take his head off and practicing with him every day. So he's ready for this. All right, let's look at, uh, do we have all of Mafia's best bets for UFC 251? I think we have a graphic, perhaps, of all these uh, fights. Here we go, Mafia. Do the rundown. Let's dance. For these top three fights, we've been, three fights we've been talking about, these cards, about these fighters, Masvidal, Usman, I think, you know, even though 
Masvidal is one of the guys I love to watch. He's a guy I just can't bet on right now. No Mike Brown, short week, had to lose all that weight. And I think just coming in on that short fight, that short week, Usman's just going to do what he needs to do and go to his wrestling and take him down and just try to dominate him that way. He's not going to be stupid and try to stand with him. He did that against Covington, but that's because Covington was a great wrestler. So I think Usman wins, and I think it goes to the decision because Masvidal hasn't lost since 2009 by TKO or KO, and most of Usman's wins have come by decision. So I'm going to say plus money on that one to go Usman by points. You get into the next fight, Volkanovski versus Holloway. Of course, it's another championship fight. These guys is a rematch. I just don't know where Max Holloway's head is right now. This is a guy who, you know, looked not like himself in that first fight. Volkanovski picked him apart and dominated him. You know, he had been on a 13-fight win streak before going in and losing to Poirier and now Volkanovski. And a couple of years ago, he got pulled off a card in July because the concussion symptoms in the weight cut. They didn't know where his head was at. He was just disoriented, not himself. Now he's talking kind of weird again. He didn't have any camp. We're only training over Zoom, so I don't like him being able to put in a new game plan to try to beat this guy who picked him apart last fight. So I'm going to pick Volkanovski to win, and I'm going to pick him again to do it by points because Holloway's never been finished. Even when Poirier was pummeling him up at lightweight, he has not been finished by KO or TKO. So, again, I think it's going to go to points there. Again, you get a plus money because all these fights, all the favorites are pretty big favorites, so you're not making money that way. The third one, Piotr uh, Jan versus Jose Aldo. This is a title fight for bantamweight. For the vacant weight that Zudo gave up, I'm going to go with Jan right now. He's 6-0 in the UFC. The way he fights, he you know has his hands up, comes straight forward at you, just keeps coming at you, lets you throw until he throws his counter with big power, You know, kind of like Fedor Emelianenko used to do, same kind of area that he's from. Uh, Aldo, of course, is one of the best of all time. You can't discount this guy. He's the live dog. But I think that Aldo right now isn't the same as he was before. Even though he's only 33, he's a little bit slower at this lighter weight that he's come to. So I think that it's going to go the distance. And if you want to play the safe bet, you can go that the fight itself will go the distance or whoever wins will be by points. Both are plus money. You don't have to pick one or the other. You can and get better odds. But I'm going to go plus 160. It'll go the distance, plus 150 by points. Then we All get right, to the women's like? fights. Yeah, uh, who do you like in um, my girl Thug Rose's fight against Andrade? I like Thug Rose to come back in this. I know she lost the first one. It's a rematch. Both these women are former champions, but Andrade came through in that, in that first title defense and just got, you know, bulldozed by Zhang Weile, who holds the belt now. A couple of years ago, I would have said, I don't know where Naomi's head is at. She wasn't thinking about the sport. She was thinking about retiring. She was, you know, upset after the whole Conor McGregor bust attack. She just wasn't the same, even though she was the champ. But in that fight against Andrade, she was winning. She was, you know, had more strikes. She was picking her apart. She was doing better. It was a freak knockout when Andrade slammed her on her head as she tried to throw up at the arm bar that got her the win. So I'm going to take Nama Yunus and to get that better odds again, we're going to go with the finishing. This time, though, I'm going to take the double chance. We get two different ways of winning. So for plus 220, you can get her winning by KOTKO or submission because she's great at both. Then we get down to Rebus Van Zant. Now we've heard a lot from Paige about her pay. I think this is going to be her goodbye fight because it's the last fight on the deal. Again, I think she's going to lose. She's one and two in her last three. Hasn't looked great. She's all about the Instagram and about modeling and stuff like that. She's not about fighting anymore. Rebus is the young fighter, the hungry fighter, the one that's living up to the hype. I think she's going to win. I think she's going to do it by points at plus 120. And then the last one, this one's a slugfest in the last prelim fight. It's Vulcan Uzdemir versus Yuri Prohaska. Now, Prohaska's a guy coming in from Ryzen. He's a Russian, you know, Eastern European guy, not one you know about, but he's fought a bunch of guys that used to be UFC in his last couple of fights. Both these guys love the knockout. It's uh, Vulcan has 12 wins by KO, TKO. Prohaska has 22. So they're going to be swinging wild. I'm going to take Ozdemir by KO, TKO at plus 155. And lastly, as you see at the bottom there, you can get the odds boost for plus money since all these you know uh, favorites are minus money. Ozdemir, Rebus, and Nama Yunus, if they all win, you get that little parlay plus 200. Wow, great stuff. Uh, so I uh, just want to say UFC is partnering with Venom. They're done with Reebok, so they have a new clothier. Uh, hopefully the uh, fighters are going to start wearing cool clothes again because they looked ridiculous the last few years in, in Reebok outfits. And Mike Perry's going to go apparently to counseling. I think he needs more than counseling after that incident yeah. uh, in Texas. All right, Mafia, great stuff. We'll come back. We're going to talk to uh, Ariel Epstein from, uh, of course, everyone knows in the morning uh, after with our boy Smitty. I always love having Ariel on a show. It's coast to coast. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. 
bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. Hey guys, Cam Stewart with their Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want the capping edge? Get on the grid. Longtime San Francisco Giants catcher Buster Posey opting out of playing baseball this season. Posey said that he and his wife Kristen are adopting twin baby girls who are born prematurely and they still need care. Posey remains under contract for 2021 when he's slated to earn 21.4 mil. He holds a $22 million option with a $3 million buyout for 2022. A six-time All-Star owns a career batting average of 302, 140 homers, 673 RBI, and 1,200 58 games. MLB and MLBPA announcing today final test results for player screening when entering camps. They took 3,748 samples during the intake. 66 came back positive. That's just 1.8%. Those who test positive coronavirus have two negative tests before they can re-enter camp. The Toronto Blue Jays staff not messing around. Blue Jays players have been told the penalty for being outside the Rogers Centre Stadium and adjoining hotel bubble will come with a fine of $750,000. Blue Jay players not impressed. Shortly after the Washington Redskins uh, defined a new nickname, FedEx notified the team in a second letter that a signage from the stadium would be removed following the 2020 season unless the team nickname is changed. The shipping company owns the naming rights at a deal that took effect in 1999 and it runs through 2025. Frederick Smith, owner of FedEx, has already begun selling shares in the company because he's unhappy doing business with team owner Dan Snyder. New York and New Jersey governments won't require members of the New York Giants, New York Jets, or Buffalo Bills to quarantine for two weeks upon entry to their states. The training camp in late July, Jacksonville announced today that they will allow fans into the Bankfield Stadium for a 2020 season with a maximum 25% capacity. Washington Wizards star Thomas Bryant and Gary Payton, uh, the second, didn't travel with the team to Orlando after both testing positive. The Wizards already down Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans. Draw for the Champions League coming out. Real Madrid or Man City will play Juventus or Lyon. RP Lipzig, they'll meet Atletico Madrid, Napoli or Barcelona. They take on Chelsea or Bayern Munich and Atalanta meets PSG. Matchups will be played behind closed doors August 12th to 16th. Tomorrow, Usman and George Masvidal made weight for their welterweight title fight in UFC 251, the main event in Abu Dhabi. They both were 170 pounds. Usman, the big babe, minus 245 on FanDuel. Masvidal listed as plus 200. UFC President Dana White said they can expect a lot more fights on the card, too, on Fight Island. MLS coming back tonight. It's Seattle versus San Jose at 9 p.m. 6 Pacific. Seattle minus 105. San Jose plus 230. The draw 250. And Colin Morikawa, he leads in the PGA right now. Workday Charity Open sizzling 13 under through two rounds. And uh, 56-year-old Miguel Angel Jimenez, he leads on the European Tour. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid news and betting update. Now back to Scotty Farrell on Coast to Coast. I don't actually believe that the Blue Jays organization is actually threatening their players with a $750,000 fine for leaving uh, the hotel and bubble that they're in in Toronto. I, I don't even know if that's legal in Major League Baseball to have a team threaten players uh, with that kind of a fine. I, I just don't even buy that story. I think that story's bogus. You know what it is, Scott? Yeah, it's a story, and it's a number that they just thrown there. Let's, but let's be specific. The Canadian government they allowed the, this thing to happen. You know, so special ramifications. But I'm with you; it won't happen. Let's be honest. Players can roam the city. I know the the hotel and bubble area is pretty big. With it's the the stadium and hotel are joined by each other. But if they go out for a walk, wearing a mask and not around everybody, and throwing late night parties, like give me a break. Like I expect these guys to go out and get some air and get out of the stadium. There, it's just basically a scare tactic, saying don't screw around. But uh, I'm with you. I don't know how it's going to be enforced. And uh, players are going wild right now. You saw Shaw. He's talking about a lot of the younger players. Like get bent. This is ridiculous. But I have a feeling this is just like a scare tactic. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I just don't buy it. I think they'd have uh, anarchy in their own franchise, uh, and their players would all want out, and they'd all want to be traded, and they don't want to play for people that do that to them and that threaten them. Uh, these guys make too much money to be threatened by baseball executives that are a bunch of dorks to begin with. These athletes aren't <laughs> going to put up with it, and their union's not going to put up with it, and they'll want to punch them in the face. I real quickly, uh, your opinion of of this Montoya and then what they're doing with uh, Vladi Jr., smart or not, and do you like their uh, management in terms of in the dugout? 
No, the thing is, Montoya, he's okay. Uh, you know, it, I don't think he's a great manager by any stretch. He's he's pretty chill, and the players like him. Uh, the thing about this, I have no problem with it. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., even though he's got a wicked arm at third base, DH and first base, Scotty, easier positions to play, longer longevity in the shortened season. I guess they're not screwing around, and this guy's going to be a special player. I have no problem with it, Play him playing first or DHing. No, not pro- not a problem at all. I think it's actually a benefit. It'll have a, you'll have a longer career, in my opinion, if this happens. All right, Cam. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot. Great job this week on Coast to Coast. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, stay healthy, brother. You too, All man. Right. I got a horse tip for you if you got a chance. Uh, it's just going off right now. Race 10 at Belmont, the 13, 9 to 2. Foozy. So, anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. R- ride me with this one. I got a good feeling. All right, Foozy in the slop out in Long Island. It's pouring rain. Let's bring in. Uh, very popular, Ariel Epstein taking over the world with the morning after. Uh, she's rock star status on Coast to Coast as well. We always like having her on. Ariel, uh, has your house started uh, swimming away down the street? Are you drowning yet? It's Noah's Ark out here. What is going on? <laughs> and the worst part, Scotty, and I tweeted this at you, I got my hair cut and colored right nice. in between your show and mine. I was caught in the rain. I didn't get it canceled, though, so that was good. Nothing's as bad as being in the middle of a hurricane. When I was in North Carolina, I was stuck in Hurricane Florence. That was the most scary weather experience of my life. So a tropical storm's nothing nowadays. So who was the player uh, the other day? Uh, somebody was telling his wife uh, she wasn't allowed to go to the salon. Uh, it was, wasn't it somebody? Uh, it was Carlos Correa oh, saying his wife yes. couldn't go to the salon. Can you imagine, like, if I tried to tell 34C she couldn't get her roots done and her uh, eyebrows and her nails and her manis and petties, if I told her that she couldn't do that, I would be shut off like a water valve. I wouldn't have relations for months. I guess the difference here is that Carlos Correa is bringing in, what, $20 million? If he doesn't want to risk that because he doesn't want to lose out on having to opt out for the season and then he would have to give up all those millions, maybe I'd consider hibernating. However, there's no one in my house making Carlos Correa money, so no one can stop me from getting my hair done. Listen, uh, I don't care how much money you make. Women aren't having some guy tell them that they can't have their True. roots done and their hair done. I don't care what you earn. I don't know a woman on the face of the earth that listens to a guy tell her about her beauty and the things uh, she I needs to do to stay hot. They don't have a personal person to come to the house. If he doesn't want her going to the hair salon, she can well afford to go get someone to come and do it for her. That's right. What do you think of my Gucci's, by the way? You haven't said anything about my Gucci's, Ariel, Ooh, honestly. Those are nice. Are they new? Well, they're expensive, I'll tell you that much, but they are new. I don't wear them a lot on on Coast to Coast. I wore them today so we wouldn't lose power. I figured if I keep these puppies on, the electricity will stay on. I have a a J.J. Watt clip I want to play for you. J.J. Watt is, of course, uh, I've seen all these shots of him ripped and working out, but he's hoping the players who opt out aren't criticized for not playing. Can we play the J.J. Watt clip? Here we go. I think that every guy's situation is different. You know, I know some, like, there could be a guy who has a a child with asthma, really just doesn't want to bring it back home, or you have a pregnant wife. And I think that the one thing that I would say to that is there shouldn't be a stigma if you do choose to opt out. If If there is a legitimate reason for you to be opting out and you don't feel comfortable, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for your family, I don't personally think there should be a stigma with that because that's, you're making the best decision for yourself and for your family. And If we ever get to the point where we're shaming people for dropping out of a sport because they want to protect the health of their family, then then we're in a tough spot. Yeah, no doubt. How do you feel about that, Ariel? I agree with him. I think, you know, don't tell me how to live my life. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. That's the motto I've had this entire coronavirus pandemic. I think it's important to note that people do have different circumstances at home. And I think the NFL is going to run into a few issues the same way Major League Baseball might. These players aren't in a bubble. The NBA, the NHL, MLS, they're all in a bubble. When you're going home every day from work regarding the NFL and Major League Baseball, you can expose people to different things you might contract. Nonetheless, they might get exposed from something their family might contract. I understand where he's coming from, and I think that that motto of not telling people how to live their life is the way people should be living right now. 
What do you think of all the rules that they're making for uh, the field, <laughs> like the coaches, the assistants, not the head coaches, but all the assistants and, and personnel and trainers and doctors having to wear masks? I think it's a good idea, to be honest with you, and I'd like to know how you feel about it or the uh, talk about not letting them swap jerseys. I think that's uh, Roger Goodell pathetic. Well, I agree 100% with Richard Sherman when Richard Sherman said he thinks it's absolutely ridiculous that these players can all run around on the field together. I think he said um, this is a perfect example of NFL thinking in a nutshell. Players can go engage in a full contact game, do it safely. However, it's deemed unsafe for them to exchange jerseys after said game. I agree. You're tackling each other for 60 minutes. It's not even like Major League Baseball where I guess you could touch the same baseball and you're socially distanced on a baseball field technically. Football, they're on top of each other. Now you're saying after all those 60 minutes, they can't swap jerseys, really. And nonetheless, every player and coach and every person who has to be on those sidelines has to get their temperature taken right before they enter the field, which means... They probably are getting COVID tested that week, so they know they're probably negative for COVID, at least most of them. Then they're getting their temperature taken before walking on the field. I'd feel pretty safe if I were them to walk on that field. It makes sense that they would have these players, I mean, the non-players and the non-coaches wearing masks. Everyone in the world's doing it. They have to be role models. I also don't really understand why the coaches aren't, because they already kind of cover their face anyway. It's perfect. You don't have to give away what you're talking about to the television, to the coaches. I'm just kidding, though. I mean, I think it's very funny to the, the mask on, but I think it's funny. The coaches go like this with their with their card the whole time. It'd be a perfect it's a, a perfect way to cover yourselves up. Do you think that um, you know, in terms of uh, fans, like Jacksonville said they're going to let 25 percent in? I don't believe that when they have 1,300 uh, percent spike in Florida. I'll be surprised if anyone goes to Jaguar games or Dolphin games or Buccaneer games. I know Tom Brady's going to be popular. Packer fans, they're saying half of them say they won't go to Lambeau Field. Are you buying all that, that there'll be uh, empty stadiums based on fans making that decision? Well, first of all, the Packers numbers misconstrued because it was in regarding a post, a press gazette poll that was taken with 1,207 people. 54% of those people said they would not attend. There's 60,000 people filling Lambeau Field, so I don't really love that number. However, I do think that you will get fans in the stands if they're allowed. People are saying, okay, Florida, the numbers are spiking, yet the numbers were spiking because people in Florida didn't care when they were allowed to go out. They went out. That's not going to change if fans are allowed in the stands. People are going to risk it, and I don't think the stands are going to be packed. Of course, like the Ravens said, 14,000 fans maximum. I think if fans are allowed in the stands, fans will show up. So, you know, everyone's talking about Mahomes' deal. And then I saw a story about uh, Kyler Murray. How hot do you think that guy's going to become as a commodity in the NFL in terms of his stock and uh, money that he could earn over the, like, the next decade or decade and a half? Do you think he's going to become a big uh, fiscally you know, stacked player, make tons of money? I think everything boils down to this season with Kyler Murray. If the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, can take advantage of having a wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, then maybe he becomes a hot commodity. If Kyler Murray doesn't have a successful year this year with Hopkins at wide receiver, then I don't think he gets any kind of accolades. You have to be able to perform if you're going to have one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the NFL on your squad. And this is going to be a very testing year for Kyler Murray, a team that played the 49ers really well last year, too. All right, uh, Ariel, great stuff. Say hi to the counselor. Hair looks fantastic. Nice job. Thank Don't you. sail nice away glasses. to Key Largo. Uh -huh. Don't sail away to Key Largo in this uh, storm. Be careful. Don't go outside. I don't want you to get sick or anything Dhabi. again. See you in Abu Dhabi tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be betting heavily in Abu Dhabi <laughs> tomorrow night on FanDuel. All right, Ariel, love you. See you. All right, uh, coming back, uh, we got a lot more going on. Uh, NHL stuff, a little Premier League, a little uh, college rack, coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So uh, this just in that the uh, Chiefs have signed uh, backup Matt Moore to a deal for $5 after they gave all the money to Mahomes. Matt Moore playing the entire season for $5 this year. No, I'm just kidding. He got a new deal from the Chiefs, but I guarantee he didn't make any money because they don't have any money left to give anybody. Do we have uh, possible blockbuster trades, Carver High? We do. You should take that five bucks, Matt Moore, and go follow Cam's horse picks after uh, Floozy came Floozy. across the line here. Floozy came across the line for him here after Cam gave you that nugget there. Hope everybody ran out and put it in. Uh, let's give you now a list of potential blockbuster NFL trades that could happen between now and the start of next season. The start of next season, Scotty. Joe Thune to the Eagles, Najoku to the Pack, Ngakwe to the Raiders. That Jamal Adams deal, which we, of course, is going to go on and on. That's going to be the new Dak Prescott for the next year when Jamal Adams is going to be traded. Odell Beckham to the Dolphins. See that one in the card, Scotty, before the uh, beginning of next season? Yeah, no. uh, The only one that I really believe uh, the two possible trades, Cleveland will get rid of Njoku, and I think Jacksonville will eventually uh, trade the big fella, Yannick, uh, because he's been complaining and crying about getting traded. He doesn't want to play in Jacksonville anymore. I mean, he's just a a cancer in the locker room now because he doesn't want to be there, so you got to get rid of him. At some point, he's just uh, in the way. Yeah, no question about that. We'll see. Long time to go before the start of the 2021 NFL season. We'll see if we have a 21st. New Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow, nice job by him, creates a hunger relief fund. Good to see the new kid making things happen in Cincinnati. Let's go to golf, Scotty, because we have Colin Morikawa, who is on fire in Ohio at the Workday Charity Open. Here's your current leaderboard. He was the leader after yesterday. He will probably be Nick Taylor's flood on the course, but Morikawa in the lead right now at Minus 13, another big day from him. Let's hear from him after his round yesterday, courtesy of the Golf Channel. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful track. It's uh, it's a very tough course, obviously, but you just have to map your way around it. You got to be really smart. You know, if you're not in the fairway, you got to make sure you play smart. Um, so I was playing, you know, I was playing smart, but I felt good with my arm. So I was able to attack some pins when they're, you know, accessible. Um, so we'll see what, what everything plays out tomorrow with the wind, weather, what everything's like. You know, uh, look over there. Uh, Ian Poulter's our boy. He's tied for Ian Poulter he's, on the board. That's awesome. Can we listen to it again? Honestly. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. Oh boy. There's nothing better. I do it all the time. I'm playing basketball two in the morning. I'll just drop one right on the court. And everybody's like, who did that? Everybody just keeps running. And I just don't say anything. And I let it fly. It's awesome. Anyway, let's go. We better move on before we get in trouble. Everyone gets all yes, excited yeah. when you start talking about people having gas. 
We'll see, we'll see if more that'll be the next thing. That, that'll be the next politically incorrect thing we'll hear about. You're not allowed to talk about somebody letting one fly on the television or radio. That'll be the next one. We're not allowed to talk about anything. Politics, race, sex, religion, farts, the shoes, gum, food. I mean, what is next? I feel better now. Big weekend for Morikawa coming up. We'll see if he can finish the job out at Muirfield. And it's been a little light, Scotty, the last two weeks, the PGA. They were in Detroit last week, Muirfield this week. They'll be in Muirfield again next week. But you know that the juice will be ratcheted up because Tiger is coming to town. Are you excited to see Tiger at Muirfield next week? Well, of course I am because the tournament that's going on right now is complete ass. It's just the As worst. The leaderboard is Hack City. I have I have friends that are better golfers than that leaderboard. I mean, the only thing worth uh, talking about is Ian Poulter's fart because that leaderboard is so bad. I don't even care who's winning. It's the Hack Open at Muirfield. Uh, bring Tiger and save us because I don't want to watch all these no-names play. I'd rather watch you in the Cape Cod Open. This uh, tournament this weekend, the Workday Tournament, sucks. Trust me, you don't want to see me at the Cape Cod Irish Open. There it is. There's my game at the Cape Cod Irish <laughs> Open. You just heard it right there. At least what it's going to look like when I get up there in October. Uh, we'll go to the NHL. Uh, here's some rankings of the arenas across the league uh, done by the good folks at The Athletic. I guess all their writers got together in a room and said, let's all let's all put a vote on one of the best arenas. Now, we have been in T-Mobile. You know that if writers are doing this, Scotty, that means that they all base this on who has the best food in the press box or things like that. I saw one person put the garden because, uh, you know, they have the best pizza in the world across the street. Good reason to rank the arena rankings. And down at the bottom, the Islanders had not one but two arenas, number 30 and 31. At least they were weren't last, right? Well, look, uh, I don't know. Uh, I Look, uh, the T-Mobile Arena is the best arena in the NHL, that's for sure. I think uh, playing at the Garden is still uh, got some juice. I think the Penguins Arena is incredible because, frankly, uh, it's new. Uh, I, there's absolutely nothing spectacular about uh, the Boston Garden and, at all. The United Center's old now. I think the Rogers... Arena in uh, Vancouver. No, I'm not going to go there. I love the Staples and uh, Wells Fargo. Now that's old. The Sharks Arena is an old dump now. The Honda Center is old. They're completely redoing uh, it and renovating it because uh, it doesn't matter anymore. And before you know it, the new Islander Arena at Belmont Park will be the top, uh, or you know, at least up there with the T-Mobile. When you open up a billion-dollar arena in the NHL in Long Island, believe me you it's going to be the best in the league yes they are taking pieces of all these new arenas uh, that are recent like vegas like detroit and they're going to mix all of that into that new Islander arena we'll see what happens the premier league will be part of the big peacock launch that's going to be happening on july 18th new streaming service you're going to get a new way to watch a little premier league action scotty i know you're excited about that yeah, I mean, but uh, just in time to have the season end. Uh, nice job yes. there with your planning. Uh, we're going to put it on the Peacock channel for a week, and then it goes away till September. Nice job, idiot. Uh, way, way to make a good decision. Uh, a month and a half too late, you moron. And uh, you're right. There will be new Premier League action on September 12th, they are looking at. So the season will end in a couple of weeks here, and they'll have about six weeks off. A lot less time than they normally have. They usually start the first weekend, second weekend in August. So not a lot of downtime. I know what you're going to say. They just had a lot of downtime. Who cares? But that will be a quick turnaround to start a new Premier League campaign, Scotty. Well, look, here's the deal. You're going to have... Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball and playoffs and Premier League. So I know college football, not if it's not happening, that sucks. But if uh, I have all that other stuff going on, I'll be able to deal with no college football if I have all that other stuff. I like the Premier League. And if you don't like it, you lose. I think it's great. And uh, the more, the merrier. I love their games, and I can't get enough of it. So I wish they never stopped. Uh, the college football is a drag to lose it. I, I really believe the conference uh, saying they're just playing conference games is the beginning of the end. Uh, trust me, uh, I'm starting to feel 100% they're not going to play college football at all. Forget about conference only. They're not going to play at all. So at least we'll have all those other sports going on. At least the strip clubs will be open. 
Yes, uh, you spoke about this with Grant Wall earlier, Ronaldo, and of course he could face Real Madrid in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We'll see if that happens for Aventus. They have one more match to win before they get there. Did you see the seven foot one Russian, Vladislav Golden, who is going to sign with Texas Tech? He is a big boy, Scotty. Look, uh, this program is serious uh, down in Lubbock. Beard is doing a great job. And to add a piece like that, a monster in the paint. I mean, they went to a a national championship game. They lost. But I'll tell you what, uh, Beard means business. Texas Tech basketball is no joke. And this is a huge signing. The guy is enormous. In a story that will probably change a billion times between now and January 1st, uh, Dan Gavin is going to tell you now that there's no plans to shift the 2021 NCAA tournament. We know that that's going to be the next thing. We know we got to get through college football first and see what happens with that. But we already saw the Ivy League. They're not going to play hoops until January. We're going to see other conferences probably do that too. We'll see how that goes for Gavin down the line. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for uh, telling us they're not going to change anything with the NCAA basketball tournament next year when we couldn't even have one this year. So uh, thanks for all your wisdom and insight into next year's uh, tournament that you, in fact, have no idea what you're talking about right now at all. You should just keep having tea with your wife and shut up. Kelly Loeffler, we've talked about her a couple of times this week. She is not going away, so she will not sell any of her shares of the WNBA's Atlanta Dream. She's been in some hot water this week. She's standing her ground, Scotty. She is not going to win that battle. In fact, I believe that uh, she's saying she won't sell, but I I truly believe she will end up being eradicated from the WNBA. Uh, There's just too much uh, force behind all the black players in the league that one are gone. Everybody hates her guts. Now she has no chance to survive in the WNBA. Uh, she just thinks she's powerful because she's a Senator politician. Uh, but we all know they're liars and scumbags anyway. So nobody cares what they think. Anyway, she's going to get tossed out of the WNBA. She's bad for the WNBA. She thinks black lives matter. Doesn't matter. So she's the one that doesn't matter. Another horse tip that Cam did not give us. Did you see that Dr. Fauci won at Keeneland? And he is a very good horse, Scotty. Where was Cam with the Dr. Fauci pick at Keeneland the other day? Keeneland's a great racetrack in Kentucky. And uh, I love Dr. Fauci. Uh, Great win today as well for Fousey, your boy, Cam Stewart, going ballistic, bringing it home across the line and cashing a ticket finally. He's had a rough week with the ponies, but not today in the slop out at Belmont. I'll jump ahead here because we brought up Kentucky and we'll bounce around. You know, the survey found that Kentuckians have been drunk for 50 hours during the lockdown, Scotty. That seems light to me. That is a very strong effort by the people, the fine citizens of Kentucky, that they have found a way to spend precious time with their family members during the COVID experience by drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes and chewing tobacco and spitting all over the front uh, steps of their house. I love those people. Drink more and have sex. I'm sorry to inform you that you are no longer allowed to bet on Ukrainian table tennis in New Jersey after a cheating scandal that has gone on over there. There will be no more placing a bet on that in New Jersey, Scotty. Honestly, can we not have a betting problem when you're betting on Ukrainian ping pong? You know you're getting a divorce and headed to a a Gambler's Anonymous meeting when you're betting on ping pong. Bobby De Niro, one of the all-time greats, says that the virus has decimated his finances and he might not get anywhere near like $7 million this year. I saw some figures he was throwing around. What a sad day for Bobby. Yeah, tough that he's not able to give his uh, wife the $100,000 a month stipend he gives him and the fifty grand each for the kids to play around with. Uh, It must be rough for him making that $2 billion in his career acting. Uh, It's got to be really a strain on him, you know, living in New York City with hundreds of millions of dollars in the till and running his uh, movie parties in in Tribeca. He's really got it rough, you know, compared to all the people that are homeless that don't have jobs and food in New York. A woman was charged after driving backwards on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. I mean, you got to have a serious meth buzz going when you're doing 70 backwards on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I want to have just one night with her where I just see her smoke that glass D full of meth and then get in the car and drive backwards down the freeway. What a woman. Woman of the year. Mother of the year.
Eminem, with, Eminem does a new song with Kid Cudi where he says, Pharrell Drew Brees. Everybody's doing it. Pharrell Drew Brees. Pharrell Drew Brees. Pharrell Drew Brees. I had to ask if his name was Kid Cudi. I thought it was Kid Cootie. I got cooties. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, top of the hour, game time decisions coming up at 6 Eastern here with Marenzi. Don't forget, uh, Sports Grid Radio Overnights. For all events, 1 a.m., Sports Rage, 3 a.m., Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. Check us out on uh, YouTube. Just search Sports Grid Radio, and you can catch us and watch us do the shows. Marenzi joins us every day. Hey, uh, let me ask you, did you see your boy Cam bringing home a winner at Belmont in the slop right on our show today. I think Fousey, Fucci, not Fauci, but he picked a winner for us. He cashed finally a ticket this week after several ripped tickets on the ponies game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, Cam likes to lay it down on the ponies in the afternoon. And unlike Floyd Mayweather, he posts uh, the losers uh, as well. Cam's been on fire, actually, for about a month or so. Um, you know, he's been winning at the track. He's been picking NASCAR winners. He's been getting lucky, you know, half um, late goals in soccer games that he knows nothing about. Everything's coming up big red uh, right now. And it's and like Yogi Berra stated, uh, Scotty, it's deja vu all over again. As here I am right now. Listen, I'm on Team Red Scare, the Dayton alum. They're taking on right. the House of Pain, the Illinois, the Illinois guys. And the Illinois guys were favored by four and a half points. I jumped in on the money line on the Dayton kids here and the Dayton dudes. But I've got over 154 and a half. The Elam factor is 82. And Red Scared at 80 right now. We're at 151. They hit this free throw. I need like four more points to hit 150 bucks here, Scotty. And I want it. I want it, bro. <laughs> Scared just needs a bucket to win it. Uh, I think the tournament's been great. I watched tons of the games. I need it. If they score two here, I'm done. If they get three, it goes over. And I'm already, I already have a couple of winners today here. It was a nice 2-0 and start in the TBT. I've been loving this tournament, Scotty, but I'm going to like it better if we can uh, we can hit this over here. All right, have a great show, Marenzi, and a good weekend. I'll see you next week, uh, brother. I love you. Peace. Good night, everybody. Stay safe, bro. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.